It's Josh Williams here, and welcome to the One Man Podcast, episode number 12 for Wednesday, August 2nd, 2017. Thanks for tuning in, guys. I love spending these times with you, these podcast times. Um, right off the top, uh, guys, as usual, I'm going to be telling you about how my week went last week, you know, what's going on with me, what I've got coming up next week, you know, answering your questions a little later on, and of course, plugging our sponsors. Uh, I just want to give a quick mention right off the top that I will be performing at the Comedy Works uh, in Montreal August 10th through 12th. So just by any chance, if I have any Montreal listeners or people in the Montreal area, I will be headlining uh, at the Comedy Works August 10th through 12th. So check out, I think, uh, comedyworks.com. I don't remember exactly what their website is, and I didn't research it beforehand because it was just a little uh, plug. So uh, I guess Google it because Google knows everything. So Google it and uh, and take a look at the show times and stuff. I would love to come see you guys at uh, at a show in Montreal. It'd be great to hang out. Uh, where do I start? I had a great week last week. A lot of fun. A lot of things going on. I want to. I guess I'll start by telling you guys that I am recording this uh, on Monday afternoon because I've got the big uh, Wonderland trip coming up. First thing tomorrow morning, we leave bright and early for our uh, our trip to Toronto. Uh, the, the, the host is, is very, very cool. We just spoke to him very briefly, but we asked him if maybe, you know, since we're trying to get there and go to the park for like 10 AM, if, uh, you know, if it's possible, if he doesn't have anyone staying the night before, you know, Hey, could we just maybe show up at 10 o'clock, drop the car off in the parking lot? We were staying directly across the street from the theme park. So we figured, you know what, drop the car off and walk across the street instead of paying the 20 bucks to park both days. And he was like, yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. You know what I'll do? I'll just block off the day before. We're like, really? You know, like you don't, I don't, wouldn't ask you to lose money, but just in the event that someone's not there, would it be okay? He's like, yeah, don't worry about it. These things start to fill up last minute. So I'll just block it off. And that way you guys can, can show up whenever you get here and no problem. I was like, that's, that's incredibly courteous. So, uh, you know, I'd love to throw out a huge plug for this guy, but, uh, you know, we might want to do this again and I don't want this place so booked that I can't get back there. I'm kidding. Of course I will, uh, I will do a full, you know, talk up about the whole experience on the next episode, of course, but you guys are going to be listening to this. Um, sort of all over the map. I don't really know what I finished saying and whatnot. The other one, but the idea is that we're leaving for Wonderland bright and early. We get to actually show up at our Airbnb well before checkout time or check-in time. I think like it was like four or three or something like that. So the whole idea is instead of spending most of the day there and then midday stopping, moving the car, checking in, getting the keys and all that stuff, we get to show up first thing in the morning, park the car, dump our stuff, and then just walk over and have a great experience. So uh, a huge thanks to my host. Uh, from Airbnb to begin with, and then I'll talk more about it, I guess, on the, the next episode. But you guys are listening to this on Wednesday, so um, or at least that's when it drops. I don't know when you're listening, but uh, hey, feel free to let me know. Guys, I'd love to know what your one-man podcast routine is, if you guys listen uh, at any particular time of the week or if it's just sort of when you can. But, uh, you know, feel free to email in, contact at onemanpodcast.com, and let me know when you're listening. That would be great. I'd love to know your one-man podcast routine, and I'll answer any questions. If you guys want to know do I have any routines for the podcast, you know, that too. Just to, to start a little dialogue. But uh, yeah, so this is uh, this is coming out on Wednesday, which means we are on day two of the Wonderland trip at this point. Uh, I hope uh, a lot of you had fun following the Instagram story of whether or not I fit on rides. Maybe I had a great day yesterday. Maybe I didn't. I don't even know yet because it's Monday. It hasn't happened yet. But uh, I'm looking forward to to sort of uh, just the whole experience. And of course, we'll have a fun podcast when we get back. But uh, but anyways, it's being recorded on Monday. And, uh, and we'll have some fun. I usually do this on Tuesday. 
But there's going to be no time. It's going to be late at night, and I'm going to be wiped with the kiddos. And plus, I'm not bringing all this shit to, uh, to Toronto. There's no point. So, yeah. Anyways, last week, guys, uh, was great. I mean, uh, the earliest back I can remember about last week was, uh, was Thursday. I did an interview uh, with Joe Bartnick. Um, the interview is available on the podcast feed uh, by now. I hope that you've had an opportunity to hear it. But if you just happen to be the casual listener who listens to just the one-man podcast episodes, please know that I did an interview with Joe Bartnick, um, which was a lot of fun last week, just getting to know uh, you know, sort of how he got into comedy. And uh, and he's toured with Lisa Lampanelli, Bill Burr. He's written for numerous TV shows. And we sort of talk about his whole comedy career, his process, sort of how things go with him. Uh, and you know, I'm getting a lot of good feedback on it already. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to that episode, please uh you know, download that one or listen to it when you get a chance. It's a lot of fun. And then that evening, Thursday evening, I uh, I finally met my good friend Jim, Jim's kid. So again, I'm not going to say his, his baby's name, but I met him. Small. He's very interesting. Um, I don't know. Babies scare me because they're breakable. I mean, that was the like, let's put it this way. This is episode 12. I've been talking my very first episode, number one was about how my friends have had babies and I haven't met them yet and I'm afraid to meet them. So, you know, 12 weeks later, I finally met <laughs> met my friend's kid. Very tall, or sorry, very small. Yeah, that's really, it was very tall. He was, uh, you know, he was a tall 12 inches. No, he was a, he was a very small little thing. And again, I'm, I'm a big, uh, big dude and I feel, I feel clumsy and oafish at times. So I'm just terrified to be around something so small and important and fragile like I would hate to accidentally you know bump my arm when I'm holding them and dry I can't imagine why I would sit comfortably on a couch but I don't know babies scare me so I I met him I saw him he was very cute but uh but they scare me you know and and it was so funny because Jimmy and his wife Alex were like you know oh it's okay like they're not scary I'm like well I'm not afraid he's gonna bite me <laughs> you know what I mean I wasn't scared of him for that reason I was afraid of him like I don't want to I don't want to stand next to anybody's like hundred year old china cabinet you know, because if I turn around the wrong way too fast, my my gut or my ass whacks the fucking cabinet. Everything comes crashing down and I've ruined someone's, you know, lifetime collection or family heirlooms. And like there's I don't think there's anything worse you can do in the world than fucking hurting a baby. So I'm just I just don't want to be in the situation where that could happen. And knowing my luck, it probably would. I don't know. So I'm still terrified of them. I haven't had a chance to meet Mika's baby yet. But now the now the pressure's on. I have two friends. You know, it's funny. These these two guys, Mika and Jimmy, are my two best friends in the entire world, and it's all like I almost get what it's like when parents are like, "I can't pick my favorite kid." Like you have a favorite kid that day, you're still not going to admit it to anybody. But generally speaking, at different periods of time, one of your kids is causing you more grief than the other, right? So you have a favorite that day, but overall, you know, you love them. And here's the thing: I I cannot if I had to choose which one of these two guys was a better friend, I couldn't do it. I really. I mean, I, I couldn't sit down and make a pros and cons list, you know, over which one. I, I love these guys. So here's here's where I'm at right now is that now I've met Jim's kid and I still haven't met Mika's kid. So so the pressure's on, man, uh, to, to get that done, too, because I would hate to go another two or three months and still haven't met Mika's kid. Because, you know, that's going to ask some questions like, oh, he made time for him, but not for me. You know, I could I could probably try to throw it back in Jim's face and be like, well, you know. Mika's, Mika's a harder worker. He has less spare time. Um, who knows? He's also more active. You know, Mika's, uh, Mika's still in great shape. Over the years, Mika and Jimmy, I was the odd man out. Now now Jimmy's sort of coming along a little bit, starting to look a little bit more, a little bit more like me. Just a little bit. <laughs> uh, this one is just for me and him, actually. But uh, anyways, 
so yeah, I, I met the kid. It was very cool. I'm glad to have finally done that. Um, you know, Crystal, Crystal met him months ago. She, she's a photographer. She did the, you know, the, the baby pictures. So she met him long before I did. So I figure it was about time I did that. And, uh, and that's what I did with my Thursday. So I interviewed Joe Bartnick and I, uh, and I met, uh, the little baby, little baby, Jimmy and Alex. So that was fun. I, uh, what else did I do last week? Friday night, date night with the lady. We went to, um, I don't know if you guys have, have done this and I'll actually throw this out there. Uh, has anyone out there done escape rooms before? I mean, I'd heard of them, uh, maybe, maybe two years ago. I'd heard of them and, uh, and we did a little gift exchange at uh, Christmas time or sorry, at holiday time. I'm kidding. You can say Christmas time, but, uh, we, we did the, we do like a friend sort of exchange every year. And I don't think we did it. We did. Yes, we did do it last year. We just didn't do it at my place. Um, we do this thing where Jimmy, Mika, Johnny, uh, I hope I'm not forgetting anybody, uh, Ryan, I'm just throwing some names out there. Half of them listen to the podcast. Um, and of course, the the ladies, the significant others, um, who all have names, Jill, Crystal, Alex, Mel, Leanne. We do that. There you go. Now everyone's name has been dropped on the podcast. And you guys are like, oh my God, those people? Yeah. Anyways, we do like a, like a potluck dinner every year around Christmas time. And instead of everyone buying everyone gifts, we do that whole, uh, it's like secret. Uh, I don't think we, we used to, I think we tried secret Santa one year and it wasn't as fun as doing the fuck. I don't, I don't know if this is a politically incorrect name for it, but they call it like Chinese Christmas. And I think there's a few other different names for it as well. But unfortunately that's the way I know it as, you know, that fun tradition where you, you know, everyone buys a gift and then we draw names and then one person can either, you know, open a new gift or steal from someone else. But there's all sorts of different rules. And I think that maybe closer to, to uh, holiday time this year, I'll write up the current list of rules the, the way we do it. But I do know a lot of people play differently. So I'm very interested in knowing, you know, your guys' list of rules for that too. But anyways, we do that every year. Uh, it's a great time to get together. You know, we, uh, we, we fuck around with gifts. But I remember one of the years, uh, Mika brought escape room tickets. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. But I think my turn was long over at that point or whatever. But uh, yeah, I hadn't, hadn't really heard of them. And, uh, and I was, it's funny because I was talking to Joe Bartnick on, uh, I think Saturday night. Yeah. Cause I was doing the shows at absolute comedy there and I was telling him what we did on Friday and he was like, oh, I've never even heard of that. And I was like, Oh, I thought that was a bigger thing, right? Like in the States it's big. I mean, they fucking, they, I think they did it on, on big bang theory or whatever. They all went to do an escape room. But for anyone who doesn't know after that long winded story is that I heard of them recently and I've learned more and more about them, but I still had never been to one. In fact, I'd even performed a show earlier this year at the place that we went to where there was like it was a corporate group that had different teams in the rooms at different times. And, uh, and we were providing myself and another comedian were providing the entertainment in between, you know, bouts and stuff like that. So that was kind of a, a fun day. So I learned about this place, asked them questions. And uh, and then Friday, you know, uh, Crystal and I decided that we we've been talking long enough about doing it. So we check it out. So anyone who doesn't know what an escape room is. Um, there's a lot of different places that do them. Some places are a lot higher quality and higher end than others. But the idea is that you're locked in a room and you need to solve puzzles and find clues and things like that to open locks or get yourself more, more clues and hints to escape. And generally speaking, I think you have about an hour. So it's a timed thing. Um, you know, you can ask for, for clues and hints and sometimes there's, there's TV screens inside. Like, again, this is just sort of getting the information from other people who've done it. Um, but we decided to, uh, you know, break our escape room cherry at a place called room escape 
in Ottawa, uh, and they were phenomenal hosts. Like I said, I, I had a chance to do their uh, their their event that they had for for another corporate group, and uh, it was it was the way they described it to me is that like a lot of places. When you go into an escape room, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of places sometimes they really go in the low end. Like it's just a room, and you're like doing, you're solving Sudoku puzzles to find out a number. You know, maybe they'll do have a Sudoku in certain squares or circled, and then by the time you solve the Sudoku puzzle, you know, four or five of those numbers that are circled, you know, you enter them into a, a combination lock, and it opens. So it's kind of like, okay, I'm doing like I'm escaping, but it's I'm, I'm playing Sudoku and and answering little things, whereas. Uh, some of the more higher end ones, they tend to really theme the rooms. They're very, very thematic. Their their decor and design is a lot higher end. And uh, and Room Escape, what we decided to do, we did we did their first one, which was called the Boom Room. So they're constantly expanding and building more. But the Boom Room, the idea is that you are a team of secret agents who finally infiltrated this, you know, evil Doctor Boom. I think was his name. You know, they put a lot of time and effort into the room. I'll tell, I'll tell you more about that in a sec. Maybe not so much time into this fucking guy's name. They could have gone a little bit more uh, more extravagant with that. But I digress. They, uh, we're, You're trapped in the, you, this bunker. You finally infiltrated his base, and now you're in his bunker. And the door slams shuts behind you, and you realize it's a trap. So uh, the first room, it was actually, the way it works is that Crystal and I were the only two going. But when you buy two tickets, depending on how many reservations and stuff they have, they'll put you into a larger group. They'll fill up the room to its capacity of eight or whatever. Well, I guess the particular time that we went on Friday, it was Crystal and I only. We're the only two that got. So it was fun. I, I was excited in the sense that like, okay, so it's really going to be just you and me, right? Like we're not going to be, you know, being towed along by some super alpha or something like that. Like I'm pretty, both Crystal and I are, are pretty alpha. But uh, at least we were like, you know what? It's going to be you and me. We're going to we're gonna win or, loon this, win or lose this together as a team as opposed to just being part of a group and maybe maybe risking not contributing anything or, or being a smaller part of it. So for our first time, it was really cool that we, we did this together. However, uh, once we got the quick little pep talk about how, how it works in the room, like you're going to see locks, you're going to see this. If you see a lock with this sticker on it, really it's just our setup and teardown, so don't worry about those ones. And, uh, and then come on in, we're, we're helicoptering you in, blah, 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 close your eyes and follow me and blah, blah, blah. And then we get in and, and he goes, all right, guys, have fun and just close the door. And we're like, oh, fuck. And we're standing in this room that looks like, uh, you know, like a quiet little jail cell sort of thing. It wasn't a cell, but but the idea was there was like a desk. There's actually two desks, uh, a couple foot lockers, um, some filing cabinets. And then that was and that was it. We were like, oh, shit. Uh, like I expected sort of like a get you started, like a, <laughs> some sort of a mission statement or something like that. But we we're just he's like, all right, have fun. So we're in the room. There's the clock ticking on the wall. We're just standing there. We're like, uh, fuck, you know. So we started uh, looking around the room. There was um, what happened was Crystal and I, we saw these. There were symbols drawn on the wall. There was all sorts of really cool shit going on, to be honest with you. But uh, but it was very thematic. Like the room looked like a, an underground bunker. It didn't look like you were in a standard room with just a couple little puzzles or whatever. Like it looked like you were in that situation. So we were we were going around and they tell you that you have a walkie talkie and you can just radio them if you want any hints there's unlimited amount of hints or anything like that and then they said periodically more hints like hints will show up on the TV screen that was in the the room so we started working working away at things like we were going through cabinets looking for things and we found like these files that had symbols on them as well so we started taking them out there was the the wall had these uh, I don't even know how to describe it to them, but these circular plates so four of them stacked you know in a square around each other kind of thing with numbers and symbols on them 
and uh, and they had dates, so they had dates beside them. So basically, what was happening was the first thing we started doing was started going through all this paperwork that we found and reading these articles and stuff. And of course, different parts of the articles would have different dates on them, and they would refer to something else that would relate to another sheet. Like it was very, very, um, I don't want to say very, very complicated, but very, very intricate. You know what I mean? It wasn't like here's a Sudoku puzzle, solve this to get the key to open the door, kind of thing. It was it was really like okay, here's a bunch of files. So it seemed like you were inside of a of a bunker. So it wasn't until about 10 or 15 minutes and we'd already solved a couple small puzzles. You know, there was this hole in the wall. Once we got those plates turned the right way, this thing dropped out of the hole in the wall and we could see through into another room. And in that other room, there was a sheet of paper that said door codes on it. And of course we couldn't read them. We, it, was, it was too far. We could see the big signs at door codes but the door codes were so small. We couldn't see through to the opposite wall and read the door codes. So what ended up happening was right in front of it on the filing cabinet was a box of lock on it. More and more we went on. Like, so basically this is what happened is um, we didn't find the radio yet either, by the way. So we couldn't ask for hints at any point. So the, I think the first few minutes I was like, I was actually pretty anxious. I wasn't panicking. I wasn't like claustrophobic or anything, but I was just anxious because I'm like, what the fuck do we do? Like there's no, I thought there was like a first hint and then you build off of like, you just keep working forward off of that shit, sort of some direction. But we didn't find anything. There was a typewriter, like an old sort of word processor typewriter on a desk with with some some keys missing on it. So we we're like, OK, there's going to be something with those letters on the keys. Um, but we didn't find uh, the paper like it, there was actually a certain part of the, the word process. You had to flip up and there was a paper in it. So we didn't find that until about 15 minutes in, which when you read that, it was like, oh, so you found my secret lair. Well, you'll never find. My... And it was like, and that was the first thing that you were supposed to build off of. So once we found that, we started boogieing along, but we lost a quarter of our time uh, sort of just doing it on our own. But again, we still solved just just two of us, two out of eight. Right. Keep in mind, we we're working at 25 percent of, of what they're supposed to have in this escape room thing. So uh, anywho, we uh, we found the paper and the typewriter we we worked on a drawer that we got a code for the drawer from the paper and then everything started to line up uh at one point we found the walkie-talkie sitting in a pair of boots like old combat boots so we never ended up using it but it was just it was a, there was a set a source of like oh okay at least now we can communicate for hints if we need it but uh it turned out that that hole in the wall with the door codes once we found a key that was for a box sitting on top of a filing cabinet right in front of the hole in the wall it had like a chained up little uh magnify or not magnifying glass what do you call it binocular or monocular and then you can stick it up to the hole in the wall look through it and read the door codes try the door codes open the door and then there was another room so i was like oh we didn't we didn't escape yet it's like this is multiple rooms and that room was like a um like a planning room so they had like soldiers on a on a like a, i don't even know what you call it, like a battle map in front of you so they had soldiers on that and tanks and things like that different colors you know there was a, a bookcase full of of uh foot lockers and things like that we started sifting through them finding different like little clues of what the map with the soldiers on it meant with the war setup whatever there was a map on the wall with pins in it and we had to get like a string from another thing that was locked and roll the string around the pins to basically design something and then find out the name of a city the name of the city i don't know if you guys have ever seen these but they got like uh, combination locks that are letters and not numbers so once we found the name of the city we we basically uh you know, we, we knew what the code was for that. And, 
yada yada. Anyways, this whole escape room ended up being four rooms long. So we kept progressing into different rooms, different puzzles. Um, and, and Crystal and I both, it was so, it was a lot of fun. We we're both like fucking anxious because of the time, right? The clock's ticking. And because every time we got into a new room, we're like, oh fuck, we thought we'd solved it. We finally got to, uh, the, the last room and there was like a bomb on the wall, right? Cause he's like, congratulations, you've entered the last thing. I've got a surprise for you. Like this ticking bomb. And we had like eight minutes left. So, uh, anyways, it was a, it was a code on it. We, we didn't end up, uh, completing it. Gotta be honest. Uh, we, we, the guys came in and were like, all right, guys, that was your time. We were one, we were the last puzzle away out of like, you know, anywhere between 12 and 15 puzzles that we had done. We were on the last one when, uh, when the clock ran out. But, uh, but yeah, I, so I think, I honestly think, and once, once we ended it, we, they, they said, you guys can go ahead. We're resetting. So if you want to solve this last thing, go ahead. No hints or anything like that. Um, once we got to the last part, we were about three minutes and then we, we had solved it. So I think if we had found that paper in the typewriter early, early enough along, that would have really made, uh, made a difference because it would have given us direction at the top. Whereas we were walking around for like 15 minutes trying to figure out, okay, well, what, what do we do with this info? Like we've, we found all this Intel and we're starting to connect dots. Like I said, we even solved a few puzzles, um, but it was out of sequence. And so we didn't really know where to go. Anyways, long story short, we had a fucking blast. Um, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I would definitely recommend it. So Room Escape in Ottawa for any of my Ottawa listeners. Anyone who hasn't done an escape room, if you like puzzles and riddles and stuff, definitely give it a shot. Um, again, I, I don't know which one you're going to end in. You could end up with one of the ones where you're sitting there doing Sudoku, you know, and answering very simple questions. Or it could be one of the ones that, like we went to, which is higher end where the rooms are themed. You know, uh, they've got a couple other rooms. I shouldn't say a couple. That means two. They've got a few other rooms. Uh, one of them is called, uh, I think, Lost in Space or something like that. Oh, fuck, I'm going to be, I know, I know it's not called Lost in Space, but uh, I think Stranded, that's what it's called. It's called Stranded. And that one is you're, you're like a space team and you're trying to figure some shit out in space. So they said in that room, you're not going to find any locks or anything like that, because if you were in space, you wouldn't be finding padlocks and stuff like that. You know, it'd be more, more uh, thematic buttons and, and codes and things like that. So they really theme the rooms and they go, they go all out when they do them. Um, they've got another one called, I think, Serial Killer Charade. So that's one where you're like stuck in a, in a house being chased by a serial killer or whatever. So the time to escape and find your way out. Um, they've got a new VR one that's called Decomposed. And I think that one, it's, it's an, it's the only one in Ottawa, I think, where it's actually like you're, you're, you go into VR and you're doing an escape room via VR. Um, so that, that sounded like a lot of fun. We're definitely going to try that out. And then finally a new one that they do called Deliverance. And that one is no, not so much of a, an escaping out of room, but more breaking into a room because you're a pizza delivery guy and this is your last delivery of the night and you have to make it or you're going to lose your job. So this one is you trying to get into the house. Um, but either way, these sound like uh, a lot of fun. Uh, and when we when we first did it, uh, that corporate event like a few months back, there was only three rooms. There was the stranded serial killer and, and boom room. So... Anyways, yeah, it's one. They're expanding very, very quickly and uh, and whatnot. So, again, Room Escape Ottawa is a free plug for them. We had a great time, guys. We'd love to do it again, but we think we want to go with a larger group just to get more people sort of working on problems and 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 more minds on tasks. But it was a lot of fun. I'm glad that the first time I did it was just me and the lady. Uh, we we worked super super well as a team, both of us contributing tons and working well off of each other. So that was really cool. We were going in like, oh, this could end our relationship. Just 
you know, if we're not communicating properly and stuff. And a lot of the puzzles required two people at the same time because there's no way I would have been able to look through that hole and and do those codes in the door. So we're like, I'm reading stuff to her. She's reading stuff to me. You know, the there requires a lot of shit. Anyways, lots of fun. Um, I'm going on a bit, but but I, I had a really good time. And, uh, and I definitely recommend that to anyone else. Um, and then Saturday night, of course, as I mentioned, uh, I was on both shows at Absolute Comedy. Uh, very funny, Evan Carter was uh, from Toronto was hosting. Um, I was doing the, uh, the feature spots, and Joe Bartnick was headlining. So I was trying to explain to him the, the idea of escape rooms. And he was like, I did, is that like murder mystery? Because he acted on some murder mystery theories, uh, theaters a while back. And I told him, like, oh, yeah, I, I guess. Whole idea is everyone's there. It's sort of, sort of a bit of a role play and, and trying to figure things out and find clues and whatnot. So... It's the uh, the modern day murder mystery escape rooms, but uh, the shows at Absolute on Saturday were great. The crowds were the early crowd was odd, you know. It was a little light too; wasn't sold out. But uh, I had fun. The crowd was good. There was a girl right in the front row who was enjoying herself. Um, she wasn't heckling, but she was contributing verbally to everything that we were saying, and that's always difficult to work with because you're trying to do a show and like, that's right, right? What did you do? Why did you do? You know, you'll say something. Like, Why did you do then? Well, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get to that. Or maybe I won't. Maybe that's not important to the joke. But, um, but she was great. She's like, I just think it's great. You can, you can talk to us as much as you want. And I go, yeah, I thank you. I don't think you speak on behalf of the entire audience right now. They might want to hear the jokes that we're telling. So the early show was was fun, but it was work. And then uh, the late show crowd was uh, was t- was great. I mean, the the room was packed people great spirits having a good time laughing cheering all that fun stuff you know and uh, i think there was a no yeah bachelorette party late show um and they, it was it was horrible because they walked out like five minutes before the end of the show so when joe was up there and they didn't leave because they weren't having a good time they were enjoying themselves they left because their their ride was here and of course, they were right in the middle of the room, so that was a bit of a disruption. Of course, five minutes before the end of the show was kind of shitty, but they were a great crowd. Uh, that whole show, you know, and again, just up into that one moment was a little distracting and kind of brought things to a halt for a tiny bit. But anyways, that was it. Was a great night work with Joe. Uh, great opportunity to just sort of hang out and, and have some fun or whatever. Um, you know, yesterday Sunday, I did my usual take uh, take take my mom to get some groceries. You know, like a good son. She's uh, she's eating better too. She's uh, trying to take better care of herself as well. So she's been doing a lot of the, you know, the natural stuff. She's cutting out wheat and stuff like that. So I had to take her to a few different places where she can get, you know, alternatives, right? I mean, I like to go to Costco because, right, I threw in the towel. You guys know that. No, I'm joking. Ah, what am I drinking? We'll find out. Um, Yeah, I mean, she's she's trying to eat better. I, I, I'm eating better as well. I really am. I just, I'm not doing the gluten-free thing. She is, so I had to take her some some spots. Had to take her to a place that uh, was offered partnership with a one-man podcast, and uh, and they declined without reason, so fuck them. No, I'm joking. I'm just not going to say their name. No free uh, no free plug for where my mom is spending her ducats right now. Uh, but we went there, did, uh, did the, the Costco, did the uh, blank, and, uh, and then uh, Joe and I came back, started getting ready for the trip, right? Because there's some packing and some food. That was basically what I was picking up yesterday was snacks and stuff like that for the car. Keep the kiddos occupied and, and less hungry on the trip. Have some stuff ready for breakfast and whatnot. And then, uh, and then after, uh, after the show, I, uh, I went with Joe. We went over to uh, the Gatineau side, the casino and uh, Hilton. 
And they have a great cigar bar there, which is like one of the only places that I know where you can actually sit down in a nice leather chair, have a scotch, smoke a stick. You know what I mean? So uh, so Joe and myself, we went over there. Uh, it took we, we we had this Google Maps suggested this way out of the way um, route to get over there. So, I mean, again, if you guys listen to places you don't know Ottawa at all, don't worry about this. The idea is that what should have been a 15 minute drive ended up being 25 minutes because they have those giant fucking whatever it is. If you have if you know anybody in Ottawa or, or who's visited Ottawa guaranteed somewhere in your social media somewhere is pictures of big fucking yellow dragons and and a big yellow spider. The La Machine that came here from France. It was the big finale last night and uh, I avoided it like the plague. Everybody's been going to it. And I really just didn't feel like fighting through crowds or whatever, so we didn't go. But as we were driving to uh, to the cigar bar, we just saw busloads of people getting off, and this was still pretty far from downtown, so it made sense why Google Maps sent us to uh, to a really sort of roundabout way of getting there. But that was probably one of the highlights of the week. Um, you know, Joe and I had an opportunity to sort of sit, shoot the shit, enjoy a cigar, enjoy a drink, right? Just have some conversation. It was the last week that he has performed here in Canada. He had did all three absolute comedy clubs, Toronto, Kingston, and then Ottawa. So uh, it was his first time coming up here doing that. And he was just talking about what a great time he had working with all the different people, how much he's looking forward to coming back. You know, we talked, uh, talked a little sports, talked a little, uh, you know, Canada, US. We talked different cities and news and shows and comedy. It was a, it was a really good night. And uh, and that was it for the Sunday night, you know, and today, today, like I said, is Monday. So by the time you guys listen, to this is, you know, my show tonight is well over, but I'm hosting at the Tartan Pub in Orleans. So uh, I'm going to finish packing this afternoon, right? Get this all posted up on the Internet for you guys. And then once I'm done, I'm going to pack and get food and stuff ready, have all that stuff done. Go do the show at the Tartan and then come back and crash so that we can get up bright and early tomorrow for our drive to Zavandaland, you know? It's going to be great. And uh, and Tuesday, right, I try to like to do all of last week, basically everything before you guys have listened to this. And one of the things is, like I said, that Instagram story. So I know it's too late, maybe at this point. I know it lasts for 24 hours. So if you're listening to this early on Wednesday morning, if you whip out your phone and add one-man podcast on Instagram you will be able to watch the story of how I did getting on roller coasters and stuff like that uh, at Wonderland. If it's if enough people watch it and, and enjoy it, maybe I'll, I'll splice them all together and make a YouTube video or something out of it. Though I don't know how phone videos would look on YouTube. Probably tall and slender with a lot of wasted space on each side. But... Uh, but that's basically it for last week. That's what's that's what went on for me. We we did the Joe Bartnick interview. I got to meet uh, Jimmy and Alex's baby. We did the escape room. Had the shows at Absolute. You know, did the uh, the grocery shopping, running around. My mom went to see the uh, the big machines. Right, she brings me back a fucking brochure because we had lunch on Sunday before we did the, the grocery shopping, and she's talking it up. And we it, like this is how annoying this thing has been. And I, I don't mean to look at it negatively because it's great that the city is using taxpayers' dollars to bring something over from France to block traffic for three days. <laughs> Not exactly how I'm looking at it. I'm just saying everybody's going, everybody's posting about it, everybody's talking about it. When we were sitting at the, the booth having lunch, people across the restaurant, because it was quiet mid, you know, noon on a Sunday, um, but, uh, we were sitting there 
and the people across the way were like, oh, it's, did you see those monsters downtown? Like everyone's talking about it. Everyone's posting about it. I had no interest, but but mom went to see it with her uh, with her work. She works for the government. They saw it on Friday. Good to know that they're taking time off. Right. And again, she works for customs, guys. So just so you know, the people who are guarding our borders stopped, went out. They watched fucking some live action machine Dragon Ball Z bullshit happen on the street. And then, you know, and then took the afternoon off. <laughs> right. Who needs people watching the borders when all that when everyone's coming over? I, like I like I give a fuck. I'm not really worried, but. Anyways, she had a blast, and I'm glad she enjoyed it. I had no interest in doing it. It sounded like a lot of, of, of wandering around and trying to see. Uh, we had a few people tell us that they tried to go see it and couldn't get anywhere close. So I, I so don't give a shit that I, that I missed that. But I'm glad that the city, uh, everyone who saw it and enjoyed it, I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. And it was a cool thing to, to have come here. Um, but yeah, didn't see it. And that's, uh, that's it. Uh, one of the things, too, just uh, actually... I wanted to mention this. This seemed interesting. But uh, Joe, when he was on stage, he was doing a he was talking about how uh, he's lost like 70 pounds over the last year. And I got to say, it looks great. You know, uh, Joe uh, is has, you know, he's taking great shape. He's, he walked all over Ottawa. He walked from um, Preston Street, Little Italy. So just this is more for people who know Ottawa. But the idea is our parliament is here. Right. So he walked from Preston to Parliament Hill to check that out. A different day he walked from uh from Preston, he went to Dow's Lake and walked the entire canal, like all the way downtown. Uh, he thoroughly enjoyed that. And it was funny, too, because I was telling him when, I, when he was here and, and Joe and I first met, he was opening for Bill Burr with uh, with Paul Verzi as well. And they performed at TD Place. And if you walk the canal from where he was, uh, you walk a big portion of it around TD Place. I was telling him, like, dude, everything that you've seen so far, like they stayed at Chateau Laurier. And uh, the canal goes right up and goes right between, you know, Parliament Hill and Chateau Laurier. So I told them, I'm like, dude, all the stuff that you've seen, like from where you've been to Ottawa before and what you know about it, you sort of walked kind of all the areas that you'd been. Like Ottawa's really not that huge downtown kind of thing. So I uh, love the trip and everything like that. But um, I, I digress. The reason I was saying that Joe Joe's looking great and everything is, yes, he's doing a lot of walking. He's taking good care of himself. But he mentioned on stage that he had a triple hernia surgery and lost like a ton of weight afterwards. Which is inspiring to me because I too have a hernia and would like to lose a lot of weight. So maybe I need to put more stock into getting this thing looked at. You know what I mean? This hernia of mine that I keep looking at, the one growing in between my ball bag. Ah, that's gross. Sorry. Growing in between. I'm like, oh, that might be cancer, not a, not a hernia, Josh. Anyways, so yeah, I, I think I, I got to put more effort into that. But I talked about that mesh shit that they want to do with you, with, uh, with you guys on a previous, previous episode. If anyone knows any other hernia procedures, you know, I'd love to know. I'll come to a small town and a back alley doctor if it means that I, I get a better, <laughs> I get better treatment. You know what I mean? I don't care how good a job they do. I just want good customer service, you know? Anyways, that was fun. It was a long rant about, about you could tell I got excited though, right? I was way into that fucking escape room stuff. That was so much fun, you know? I hope I didn't lose you guys. And it's so funny too because I'm still talking to you guys and everyone's telling me stop apologizing. I don't know if you give a fuck. So I care about your time. I care about my time and I care about your time. I don't want to be wasting it with shit you could care less about. But I'm telling you right now, thoroughly enjoyed the escape room. Thoroughly enjoyed performing with Bartnick. Loved sitting there having a cigar, you know, talking shit. And I'm looking forward to hosting at the Tartan Pub in Orleans tonight, you know. And I hope it was a great show. But by the time, you know, maybe it's so bad that you guys have all heard of it via social media. My career ended and I didn't even know it. So anyways, I'm looking forward to that. 
I'm wondering if there's anything else. Like I've been listening to just sort of while I'm dicking around and doing work and stuff. I've been listening to a lot of uh, Mute Math and Monkey Junk. Monkey Junk, of course, as you guys know, award winning Juno award winning uh, blues band from right here in Ottawa. They tour all over the world and they are the uh, the guys who do the uh, the intro song for the one man podcast that is used at the beginning and end of every episode. So if you haven't checked out monkey junk yet, guys, please, by all means go on to, to uh, iTunes or, or YouTube, you know, and listen, just, just type in monkey junk. They got a lot of, a lot of great music. Like I said, I'm not a huge blues guy, but the ideas are like a blues rock kind of thing. Very, very great. Very, very great. Very, very good music. Um, and of course I've been listening to mute math. Uh, they're, they're a great band. Just, uh, I heard them uh, on a podcast that featured, you know, every now and again, and some other people have talked about them. And they've been around since 2006, at least. That was the earliest album that I could find on Apple Music. But uh, but they're great, too. I've just been listening to a lot of Mute Math and Monkey Junk lately. So uh, giving both those great bands a quick little plug, if you want to listen to something new with some good uh, good sound, a little sort of blend. The first song I ever heard of Mute Math sounded like it was from the 80s because it had like a, a really good synthesized tone to it. But their music is not all like that. Like I said, you can listen to Mute Math and they have a lot of different sort of styles to the songs and shit like that. So uh, they're, they're a band not phoning it in, you know? Some some bands sound like they make like three or four good tracks per album and the rest of it's just like killing time. Mute Math is uh, is great. They got uh, they got a lot of great tunes. Same with Monkey Junk, man. They, they never stop amazing me, their, uh, their, their music. So anyways... Couple little, a couple little bands to throw out there. Have you guys have a listen to if you're working away, you know, and you feel like not listening to, to talking anymore, check them out. And I guess I may as well move forward at this point. We're at the 36-minute mark. May as well move forward to uh, to my sponsors at Portable Press, guys. Uh, as I mentioned, it is, uh, it's slightly irregular that I'm recording this on a Monday. So I've decided to uh, bring in from my friends at PortablePress.com and the Uncle John's Bathroom Reader Institute this week's edition <laughs> is from Uncle John's slightly irregular bathroom reader. And the article is called You're My Inspiration. So it's always interesting to find out where the architects of pop culture get their ideas. These may surprise you. So Super Mario Brothers is the first one. Mario, the Italian-American plumber in dozens of Nintendo video games, was modeled after the landlord at Nintendo's New York offices in the 1970s. Fascinating. Gollum, who I've spoke about in the last episode, it says actor Andy Serkis. So that's the guy I was talking about last episode who does a lot of like motion capture and voices and stuff. Uh, actor Andy Serkis provided the voice and movements for the character in the Lord of the Rings films. He based the voice on the sound of his cat coughing up a hairball. Special effects artist modeled Gollum's wiry, bony frame uh, on punk rocker Iggy Pop. So that's that's cool. And I'll give you us uh, an extra little piece of, of tidbit information. Certainly a movie not as popular. This is this is totally not in the article, so I don't mean to butcher it. But um, there was a movie called Legend with Tom Cruise and Tim Curry. Tim Curry played like the devil. Uh, it was kind of along the lines of like Labyrinth and stuff. So sort of very Jim Henson, -y, but it wasn't a Jim Henson movie. Anyways, long story short is there's a goblin in that called Blix. And uh, I was watching some behind the scenes stuff on that. And they modeled Blix's face and everything after Keith Richards. So that was very funny. Anyways, getting back to the article. A lot of a lot of gross rockers are used for troll goblin-esque fucking looking <laughs> things. Um, Smoke on the Water. In 1971, the band Deep Purple was about to perform at a casino in Maltro, Switzerland. Just before they went on, a fan fired a flare gun into the crowd. The opening act, Frank Zappa, was performing. The casino burned to the ground, spreading huge plumes of smoke across Lake Geneva. The image st 
struck with the band and inspired struck oh my god sakes josh the image stuck with the band and inspired the classic rock song um nba logo the national basketball association's logo is red and blue with white silhouette of a player dribbling a ball the model 1960s los angeles lakers star jerry west yeah it's like uh what is the what does the guy running with a ball look like i don't know can we get a model in here sure call jerry taxi driver 1976 Paul Schrader created Robert De Niro's creepy Travis Bickle character after reading the published diaries of Arthur Bremer, the man convicted of trying to assassinate President Candidate George Wallace in 1972. In turn, John Hinckley Jr. claims Taxi Driver inspired his attempt to murder President Reagan. Fascinating. Columbia Pictures logo. The woman in a toga holding a torch aloft is not based on the Statue of Liberty. The model for the logo, used since 1925, was Evelyn Venable, a bit player at Columbia. And American flag bumper stickers. Peter Fonda got the idea to use American flags to decorate the motorcycle he rode in his 1969 film Easy Rider from John Wayne's flag emblazing jacket in Flying Tigers 1942. But when Fonda rode the motorcycle through Los Angeles, police stopped him for desecrating the flag. By 1970, says Fonda, every cop car had a flag on its fender. And finally, the little quip at the end, or sorry, at the bottom of this page says Princess Diana's ba favorite band was Duran Duran. So there you go, guys. A little quick little You're My Inspiration, where some of these things came from. From Uncle John's slightly irregular bathroom reader by my friends at PortablePress.com. And as always, guys, please remember that there's all sorts of books that they have there with different levels of trivia. Some of them have random stuff from all over the place. Some of them are, are based primarily on a particular subject. But check out PortablePress.com. You can see their entire lineup there. And if there's any particular books you like, grab them. I will say this. I noticed in Ottawa uh, this last week when I was at Costco, they had the two Canadian books that I was reading from. So Weird Canada and Uncle John's Bathroom Reader Plunges into Canada were there at Costco at a very low price. They were both under 10 bucks, and these books usually go for 20 20 plus, at least at some of the larger bookstores uh, here in Ottawa. So if you do happen to have a Costco membership and uh, you know, you're in there, just know that right now there's a chance that you might see those two editions available at a super discounted price and since most of my listeners are in Canada, it's a great opportunity to sort of dick around and see some of the trivia that uh, I didn't read already. But I will get back to those books at some point. Um, so, yeah. Anyways, just a quick little plug for that, guys. If you are enjoying the Bathroom Readers, check out the Weird Canada and Plunges into Canada. Probably available at a Costco New Year, though. But uh, it's, it's like anything else at Costco. They get big stacks of them. They get bought up quick. And then they ain't there no more. So, uh, so have a peek at that. And uh, as always, guys, I've got my partners at Absolute Comedy, so I will now give them a quick plug. Absolute Comedy is the best live stand-up comedy from across North America with locations in Kingston, Toronto, and Ottawa, Ontario. These comedians have been featured on Just for Laughs, Netflix, Comedy Central, CBC's The Debaters, Jimmy Kimmel Live, Conan, The Comedy Network, and much, much more. Go to absolutecomedy.ca to see this week's lineup. Planning a night out is easy with dinner and show packages available at all locations. Live comedy is a great choice if you're organizing a celebration, fundraiser, company outing, or corporate event. Want the show brought to you? They'll send comedians to your venue with performances tailored to your event, creating a night of laughs your guests will love and won't soon forget. So for showtimes, ticket prices, gift certificates, special shows, and more, head to absolutecomedy.ca. Again, that's absolutecomedy.ca for the best live stand-up comedy from across North America. 
And just a, a quick little note to add to Absolute Comedy this week is that it's the finals of the Prove Your Comic competition. So all of the preliminary stuff is over. No more judging, no more of that stuff. It's going to be five comedians performing Tuesday through Sunday this week at Absolute Comedy. And every single night, the audience, you come in, you get a seat and a ballot with all five comedians on there. You get to vote for who is your first, second, third, fourth, and fifth place choices. Um, yeah, so can, I just want to take a quick second and congratulate uh, Matthew Champ, Heather Hurst, Ashley Krachenko, uh, Steve Love, and Kamar Babar for uh, for you know basically moving forward to the finals. One of them is going to get an opportunity to win a thousand bucks. So uh, originally five hundred, then doubled by the kind generosity of our partners at Summersby and Cronenberg. Uh, parent company Carlsberg, of course. So they doubled the prize money. And of course, they get to perform at all three absolute comedy clubs, making money doing that and, you know, doing full weeks and stuff. So a big, big graduation party for, uh, for you know, one of these one of these five contestants. But congratulations to all of them. And if you're in the Ottawa area this week, um, you know, just uh, absolutecomedy.ca, you can get your tickets online or make reservations and uh, and come out and support, you know, some up and coming comics. One of these, uh, you know, these people could end up being, you know, pretty big one day. And uh, you get to see the opportunity, you know, the part where they went from being just on the uh, the amateur nights and the the weekend openers to uh, to a pretty big uh, win, to uh, you know a pretty big win there uh, kind of thing, uh, you know. Uh. <laughs> That's how you know you got, someone's got nothing to say when they're like, eh, just buying them time with a fucking buzzsaw, <laughs> sound like a fucking jet ski taking off. And it's, uh, it's a thing there, the old Cliff Clavin. So anyways, yeah, good for them. And of course, now that the finals is on, my Open Mic Mondays resumes. So check out great shows on Mondays, uh, you know, at Absolute Comedy. You can go to OpenMicMondays.com if you're looking to sign up, right? If you think you're funny or people just tell you you're funny. and uh, Or if you know, if, you, uh, if you're not funny, but you think you are, <laughs> which is the case with a lot of people, right? A lot of government workers like, oh, Steve, you're such a cut up. You should be a stand up comedian. You should really do that. And, uh, and then they don't have the good sense to not invite everybody. To come watch them. So they bomb in front of their co-workers. And now they're not the funny guy anymore. He's just the guy that bombed. And it's going to be even harder for him to pick up women at the office. Now I assume the same is for women. Without the harder to pick up guys part. Because we don't care about that sort of thing. <laughs> it's like yeah I don't care that you're embarrassed. In fact I think my odds are easier now. I will have to work less hard. There's me being. You know what I don't even know if that was sexist or not. I'm fucked up probably. You know, I just thought it was funny. I think guys think with their dicks and uh, we don't care. That's more of an anti-guy thing than anti-woman thing. But uh, as usual, I don't know what the rules are. Don't know if I'm right or wrong. Hope everybody's still happy. Sorry if I pissed anyone off. I'm sure I'll get an email if I did. Um, anywho, what else are we fucking talking about? Oh, yes. And of course, my partner's at Summersby. Oh, my. I, I The commercial, everyone's sending me messages saying they thought it was hysterical. I had a lot of fun making it. Um, but of course I, I'm really happy with my partnership with them and happy that I could just play something that's a little funny that they, they liked and, uh, you know, makes everybody happy. Anyways, thanks uh, to my partners at Summersby. Here's the commercial. The sun gives life to the orchard. The orchard gives life to the apple. The apple gives life to Summersby. Summersby is a delicious sweet taste of sunshine imported across the ocean all the way from Denmark. The people in Denmark are smarter, and so are you, if you drink Summersby. <laughs> With flavors like apple, blackberry, pear, elderflower lime, red rhubarb, 
and a taste as regal as this fake accent, there's something for everyone to enjoy. And now you can try them all in the Summersby Mixer Pack, available wherever fine beverages are sold. So go on and try for yourself the crisp, refreshing taste of Summersby. Spots deserted. Please drink resplendently. I, uh, yeah, I had fun making that commercial. I gotta say, too, that I put the slurp in there because I'm like, oh, that's everyone keeps talking about. Just keep slurping the Summers Bee. And so I will. And this week I'm drinking Summers Bee Pear. Oh, it's good. It's light, refreshing. And, uh, and named Pear. I didn't have a third thing to say. It's light, it's refreshing, and it's delicious. Yeah, so, uh, oh, I got a thing to tell you guys about that. Uh, the the My friend uh, Petter, the, the Summersby rep, got me uh, a Cronenberg poker set, guys. So I'm going to be giving that away at some point in the future. But I'm trying to think of something, you know, fun to do and at the same time take care of the sponsor, right? They're giving us stuff that, uh, that we can give to you guys. And, of course, as... We get closer. I mean, as we get closer to the holiday season, it's fucking August. But as we get closer to the holiday season, I've been talking to them about something that they can send, uh, you know, something they can do that I'll have giveaways for at, uh, you know, Christmas time, holiday time, Kwanzaa time, Hanukkah time, all that uh, that time, that time, you know, December. That's when I start saying great December. Happy December. But they're going to send us some stuff. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm talking to, uh, I want to talk to Portable Press as well. You know, maybe they'll give me a couple of bathroom readers that we can give out, you know, to some of you guys. But the whole idea is to, you know, at the same time, try to help uh, these great sponsors who are taking care of us. So I would, uh, we'll try to find some sort of fun social media thing I can do. But if you guys are interested in the poker set for now, you can send an email, right? And then I'll, uh, you know, or some fun idea. You know what? I'm not going to ask you guys to do it for me, but. Effectively, I'm thinking if you guys take pictures with a Cronenberg or a Summersby, you know, tag Summersby, tag One Man Podcast, whatever it is. Like, I'll, I'll throw your name in for a ballot, you know? You want to you wanna put one out there every week or something? Then I'll fucking I'll give you a ballot every week or something. I don't know. I'll figure it out. I'll have an official set of rules. But if you guys want a poker set, a Cronenberg 64 poker set, uh, I've got one to give away. So we'll we'll figure that out soon. So again, thank you to Summersby for, for giving us uh, that, you know? And uh, I guess at this point, all I can say is like, it's Wednesday when this episode comes out. That means I'm at Wonderland. I'm either licking my wounds from yesterday or or marveling at how inclusive Wonderland is for full-figured gals like myself. So that's what's, that's what's going on this week. Uh, Friday, this coming Friday, which means I'm home from Wonderland, I've got a, a golf show at the Rita View Golf Club, which I'm looking forward to. It's going to be uh, with myself and Matt Carter, just the two of us performing for... Um, I think a golf tournament or something, something big's going on. I mean, a golf tournament, a golf club, Josh, what are the odds? Uh, okay. I just didn't know. Maybe it's, you know, a party. Maybe they just rented out the, the venue, you know? I don't know. But um, it's going to be fun. I always like going out to uh, to the golf clubs. There's so many. Ottawa apparently is like got one of the most, like we have the most golf courses per capita or one of the most golf courses per capita in North America. You know what I mean? That there's, there's shit loads of golf courses around Ottawa. All that government money and know where to spend it. So, anyways, I'm going to be doing that on Friday. On Saturday, I had a show, um, and I found out I found out Saturday night when I was at Absolute Comedy with Bartnick, a bunch of comics were there like, what are you guys doing here? Don't you have a show? And they're like, yeah, it got canceled last minute. We just found out it got canceled both shows, so we're not going. I was like, oh, fuck, I was, I'm doing that show next week. That's this coming Saturday. I'm supposed to do a show 
and uh, and then they just canceled. It was one of the uh, the army bases in Petawawa, which is a couple hours away from Ottawa, and uh, and they're always great crowds. They have fun, but apparently the uh, apparently they just didn't have uh, big numbers, or there was a lot of there wasn't a lot of interest in it this year or something. But uh, but that's why it's great to take deposits when you do a show because now I make half the money for doing nothing. You know, I'll be honest, I would much rather be performing stand-up comedy and and you know, helping people have a great night and making more money, of course. But uh, but that's the nature of stand-up guys. That's another thing just to feel like, "Oh, how does things work?" Well, when we book a show, we take a 50% deposit, I guess the bookers do or the organizers, or at least whoever's in charge should be doing. And then in the event that they cancel last minute, like these guys were actually in the car on their way when uh, when they found out that the show was was being canceled. So luckily I got a week's notice. But uh, yeah, anyways, it was kind of uh, kind of cool to get paid for doing nothing, but that's how it works in stand-up. You know, you get a 50% deposit so that if you block off a date on your calendar and say no to everyone else asks you because you've already got a gig, if they cancel last minute, you still make half the money. So you're not completely furked when that happens. So that would that would have been my Saturday this week doing that show. Instead, I'm going to find something else to do and still make some money. So that well, that's that. And of course, on uh, on Monday coming up, there's a, a private show going on at Absolute Comedy. I don't remember what the function is, but uh, but I'm going to be doing a, a hosting that I think. So that's going to be a lot of fun on Monday night. And then I'll find some other stuff to fill in my week. I don't know what's happening besides that. Those are the shows that I got booked. Like I said, the following week, uh, I'm going to be at the Comedy Works in Montreal. So August 10th through 12th, headlining the shows there. So if you want to get tickets to that, that's the following week. But uh, in terms of what's coming up, that's that's all I got right now. You know, don't feel too bad about it. Summer's, summer's here. Ragweeds are coming, coming hard. I feel it every day now. So I'm going to be congested. <laughs> I don't know. Apparently, too, that you know what's really funny? Is they say that like seasonal allergies... Um, in terms of the ragweed is like from, I think the edge of Ontario, like maybe, maybe a little before Thunder Bay, which is the edge of Ontario, of course, uh, right up to just past like Quebec city or something like that. That's where, that's where the ragweed lives. So they're like, Oh, if you move out East or out West. So I'm like, great. Basically everywhere where comedy is big and prevalent, that's where ragweed is. I can, I can move out. I'll go, I'll go get a fucking cottage out in in charlotte and pei and be like man my allergies are so much better odds of me getting discovered and finding stand-up comedy work infinitely less but anyway so i'm just like yeah it's great to know that everywhere entertainment exists in canada for the for the most part that's where the ragweed lives right so like ragweed's a big fan of comedy what can i say um so yeah anyways we got some questions this week guys I'm, i'm i'm kind of excited i will say this that all three of these people Happened to work for my good friend uh, Jimmy's company, uh, Stepco. So Jimmy, whose baby I visited last week and who usually sends in the, the, the hypothetical questions and things like that. Uh, Jimmy, Devin, and Johnny all sent me in stuff this week. So uh, I appreciate that, guys. So I'll give a little plug to the company there, Stepco. Stepco Construction or whatever. If you are looking for someone who is an amazing uh, contractor, I've got to say Jimmy has worked with me on several projects. We did, we did a TV show together. I can tell... Tell more about that story another time, but we did a show called All for Nothing, Mika, Jimmy, and myself. The three of us worked ridiculous hours for free, I might add. Another reason why these two guys are my best friends in the whole world. But we did a a home renovation show where we had to do it all ourselves. We did it in like two weeks' time. We did a whole house thing. I'll, I'll, you know, somebody wants to know more about it, we can talk about another episode. But um, 
yeah, Jim Jim knocked it. Jimmy and Mika knocked it out of the park. But Jim's an excellent contractor. And uh, if you are looking for for any kind of stuff in the city, an ethical dude who does great work, uh, definitely thumbs up. One man podcast endorsed uh, Stepco Construction. Um, so yeah, there's there's just a quick little plug. But anyways, the three questions are from the three guys working together today on Monday. They sent them into me this morning. Um, so Jimmy says, "Hey buddy, been a while since I've sent you one of my questions. So here we go." I give you a teleportation machine, meaning you can bring whoever from wherever. Only problem is it only works twice. You could either use it for one person uh, and then go somewhere and come back, or bring two people to you. Who are they and where? Sorry, who are they and or where would you go? Uh, love you, buddy. Was a sign off. So I, uh, that's a tough question because you're basically saying, who like who? Where would I go to hang out with one person, or who are two people that I would bring to hang out with me here? And then, of course, I guess once they're here, where would I bring them here? I don't. Um, that's tough. Only because like it's not like one of those like living or dead situations where I can find like I can go and visit like one of the coolest people. Like I obviously I, I love George Carlin and I would love an opportunity, especially even though I'm, you know, I'm halfway through his autobiography. It's only been like three and a half months, but uh, I got to say I'm a good hundred pages deep. <laughs> a page a day. That's my style. No, I haven't read in a while, but now that I've read George Carlin's, um, you know, a good point, again, half, now that I've read half of his biography, I'm just getting to the part where he starts to become who he is. And he's not even, we're not even talking about the years of career he's done, just starting to be himself. Uh, that's how far I am in the uh, last words by George Carlin and Tony Hendra. But yeah, you know, like I'd love to, to talk to that guy. So I'm answering a question you didn't ask, but yeah, yours is like, who's alive now? That I would want to go and hang with. I, do we? Do I? Is it safe for me to assume that if I can go to them? Because the whole idea is a teleportation machine. I mean, I could fucking buy a plane ticket. I hear those are those are slower teleportation machines, but they will. If I had, to, it's like you gave me two two plane tickets. I can either fly two guys to me, or I can fly there and I can fly back. So, I don't know. Um, should I assume that they want to hang out with me too when I get there? Because I can buy a plane ticket and go hang out, try to get close to someone. And then go, oh, they don't want to hang out with me. So I'm just going to assume that when I when I do that, they are interested in spending time with me. Or I won one of those Omaze fucking giveaways where it's like, hey, want to come hang out on the cast of Avengers? Want to hang out with Tom Brady, Matt Damon, and fucking Ben Affleck? So I'm just going to assume that, that this person is forced to hang out with me if I go to them. Or these people are forced to hang out with me if they come to me. So I might, I might, uh, I might try to do it two ways. Okay, maybe I'll answer it with I go somewhere and then maybe I'll answer it with I bring two people to me because I don't know which one I would pick. It's kind of hard because I don't know. I don't know what to do with a lot of these people, you know, and again, some of my, my biggest influences are dead. You know, like I there's a part of me that. Uh, like, see, I'd like to I'd like to hang out with Bill Burr. He's probably one of my favorite comedians right now. You know, maybe what I would do is if I was to bring two people to me, maybe I would bring. Bill Burr and Jim Jeffries to me those are two guys that I really admire right now bring them to me and then I don't know where we would go it would probably be nice to go to maybe let's say that cigar bar because we could just Jesus Christ can you guys hear that coming up into my stomach I have one couple sips of summers being I'm like it would be nice to go to the cigar bar for starters I know I know Burr likes cigars so it's I maybe would keep his interest slightly longer because he's doing something he enjoys but uh, it would be cool to sit with him and Jim Jeffries, have a cigar and a conversation, because I just sort of like to know where those guys, you know, I know that they sort of have little minor anxieties and thought processes. So I'd be interested to know where they where they get their material from. Plus, you know what I really like about those guys is um, 
they they speak their mind. Uh, I believe both of them, their hearts are in the right place, just from from listening to Burr's podcast, and then then of course with Jeffrey's listening to it, like he says whatever the fuck he wants on stage. So I think both those guys have have good heads on their shoulders. They both have good hearts, um, but they push people's buttons. But again, I I respect that. I don't think that that um, I don't think we should be all trying to be as safe as we are right now. I'm not going to start getting into that again. Get off my fucking soapbox. I just mean that there's a lot of you know diluted conversation right now and uh, and I kind of like listening to guys who are just like look these are my thoughts and not necessarily fuck you if you don't like it but just all right if you don't like it don't listen you know so I'd love to I'd love to take those two Jim Jeffries Bill Burr go to the cigar bar here I think that counts as bringing the two to me and me going somewhere else to to see someone and hang out with someone I really don't know um, cause I can't think, I can't think of somewhere I would want it. Like there's the, where there's someone, you know, that I'd want to go. Like, I can't, I'm trying to think of something maybe in Vegas or whatever, you know, if there's someone in Vegas that I would want to go hang out with, um, you know, like, I don't know. I wouldn't want to fucking hang out with Carrot Top or Chris Angel or any of those guys. Like, why would I? Wow. You're a real good magician. You know what? You know what I might want to do just to piss off Alex? I might want to go hang out with somebody like Tony Robbins for a day. You know what I mean? Go down to yeah. You know what? That motherfucker live in Fiji. That place is nice. So I might want. I might. I might teleport <laughs> with this with my new machine. I wonder what the machine looks like too. You give me a teleportation machine. I don't know if it's like the size of an Apple TV remote that I put in my hand and it just encompasses me and takes there, or if I have to get into a giant pod like the fly, <laughs> teleport that way. So that that fascinates me too. I'm I'm actually more fascinated in this machine um, than I am where I'm going. But anyways, um, yeah, I think I would hang out with Tony Robbins for a day because I know that guy works hard. I know he's got a positive mental attitude. Some people think he's he's a huge scam artist and full of shit, but he talks to a lot of people who are like, you know, the quintessential minds on certain subjects or whatever. So even if he's full of shit, he talks to a lot of people who are the quote unquote authority in certain uh, things. So. I think that's what I would do. I would I would bring some guys who I really respect me to go hang out on my turf and just talk some shit, you know, get to get to know them a little better. And if I got to go somewhere, I would want to go to one of the nicest places on earth and talk to a guy who's super positive and uh, and whether he's full of it or not, seemingly is very enlightened. So I'd like to I think there's that's that's the answer to my question, pal. It's not. Uh, yeah, that's that's where we're going with. You ask me. I don't, I don't really think about the questions until it's time. I feel like it's cheating to spend too much time to, to think of them in advance, but I, uh, I appreciate the question, pal, and I hope that was an interesting answer. Um, Devin sends me in. Uh, oh, what is this? Okay, so yeah, just send in right, right to it here. Um, I think it said in the email, the subject line, which I didn't seem to copy into the show notes, it's just, I heard you like riddles. So he says, if you throw me out the window, I'll leave a grieving wife. Bring me back, but through the door, you'll also, or sorry, you'll see someone giving life. So I'm going to read it again because I fucked it up. If you throw me out the window, I'll leave a grieving wife. Bring me back, but through the door, you'll see someone giving life. What am I? New listener, awesome job, man. All right. So let me see if I can take you guys through my thought process. Um, I'm not going to cheat. I'm not going to Google it. I do. Uh, I do. I'm the kind of guy who will do a riddle for a few minutes. And if I don't feel like I'm on the right track, I will just try to find the answer. I don't really like to do go into riddles without knowing that I have the answer somewhere. I'm confident it'll be on the internet somewhere if I need it. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, basically what I'm going to do is, is I'll answer this next week. So anyone who wants to know, I, I threw it on Instagram for the last riddle 
And people were like, oh, fuck, great job. Spoiler alert. So they, they had seen the Instagram post and the answer before they'd listened to the podcast. So um, anyways, well, I'll put the answer on the next episode, episode 13. But uh, if you throw me out the window, I'll leave a grieving wife. Bring me back. But through the door, you'll see someone giving life. I don't know why a baby comes to mind. <laughs> if you throw a baby out the window, that'll, that, that would make the wife grieve. But if you bring a baby through the front door, you won't, you won't see someone giving life. So what's something you could throw out the window? I, I got to focus on the giving life. Bring me through the front door. You'll see someone giving life. If you throw me out the window. See, I don't know. The front door, sometimes doors and walls and houses represent something other than a door, a house. So like an opening, like you'll see someone giving life. Throw me out the window. I'll leave a grieving wife. What would you throw at the window? Not butter, all right? That's whole like, why did, you, why did they throw the clock at the window to see time fly? Bring me back, but through the door, you'll see someone giving life. Never heard this one, and I, I don't know, but I know it's going to, like, I'm thinking keyholes and stuff like that, but you can't throw a keyhole out a window. A feather, a bird, throw me out the window. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to be just sitting here repeating the same thing over and over. But uh, I am fascinated to know this one. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end up getting the answer from, uh, from you later on. Since you guys are all part of the same team, I'll probably just give, uh, give a call and I'll get you yourself to tell me the answer and I'll play the, the recording next episode. But uh, yeah, man, I, don't, uh, I, I really don't know. Like I said, a baby came to mind, but, that is, but it's only the giving life and the grieving wife. So, yeah, buddy, I'm looking forward to it. Thank you very much, Devin, and I'm glad you're a new listener. I appreciate that uh, that you're enjoying the podcast. So thank you so much. That was question, uh, or I should say riddle, riddle from Devin. Uh, and then Johnny says, hey, Mr. Williams, wanted to write in and let you know I've listened to a few of your podcasts, and I'm glad you started doing them. Excellent insights and retorts. Well, thank you, Johnny. Who helped you with that sentence? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's great. I appreciate it. I don't know why. I always bust Johnny's balls like he's stupid, but he's not. He's not. He's just super, super quiet. And I always like bothering quiet people and acting like they're stupid. So I, I Johnny's a great dude. And uh, and I am so sorry. But I can't help myself, Johnny. I always feel the need to like joke at you like you're stupid. Um, keep up the great work. And here's a riddle for you to switch things up. Uh, forward, I am very heavy. But backwards, I am not. What am I? And that's and no, that's not a fat joke. He says, cheers. Um, okay, so it's fucking riddle week. I'm going to turn into Shark Week here on the, the One Man Podcast. It's Riddle Week. Send me in your brain busters. Um, forward, I am very heavy. Forward thinking? No, I don't know. But backwards, I am not. I don't know. I'm thinking like a, like an arrow or something, like a light bulb. Something that's like heavy on one end, and then back, but backwards. Forward, I'm heavy. Backwards, I am not. Uh, that, that could be a word too. Hold on. Forward, I'm heavy. I'm very heavy. Forward, I'm very heavy, but backwards, I am not. What am I? Cocksticks. You know, it's Sunday too, because I'm trying to walk myself through it. Like, like I'm thinking of words. Sometimes words, you know, have like heavy in the beginning, but backwards, I am not. Forward, I'm very heavy, but backwards, I'm not. Fuck, I don't know. Yeah, sometimes there's something I can latch onto and it and it propels me. But yeah, for some reason I'm thinking it's like a word. 
or whatever. But either way, um, you guys will find out next week. And I'm gonna I'm gonna leave these ones in my brain for a little while. I might uh, might talk with a lady on the way to to Wonderland and see if maybe the two of us combined can come up with some sort of solution for this. But yeah, that was uh, that was it, guys. Thank you so much for sending in your questions. I really do appreciate it. Um, I love the riddles and things like that. So. Yeah, you know, if any of you guys want to send anything in, hypotheticals, riddles, you guys know the fucking drill by now, right? If you're a first-time listener, thank you for listening to the One Man Podcast. Um, but yeah, anybody wants to send anything in, right? Anything at all. I don't care if it's what you're working on, fun things with you, suggestions for other fun activities. Like I said, I love the escape rooms. If you guys know about fun shit going on out there, let me know. This uh, this place that we went to, Room Escape, they also had like archery, like uh, archery tag or whatever. So it was like, it looks like a like well bow and arrow obviously but at the end of the bow and arrow it looked like a giant marshmallow on it so you can tag people with with arrows but it just it doesn't hurt or anything like that it's like nerf nerf arrows but anyways that, that looked like a lot of fun too and we'll probably try that sometime but uh, but either way guys contact at one man if you want to send anything in to me and uh, and as always guys one man podcast is on facebook twitter instagram youtube so uh, if you are listening to this and for the millionth time, you're like, oh, shit, yeah, maybe I should do that sometime. Just whip out your phones. Take two seconds, guys. Follow that because that's where we're going to be doing giveaways and things like that, too. I do uh, I do videos just, you know, letting you guys know what's coming up and what we're talking about. Um, letting you know if I have interviews and things like that, if you want to ask uh, guests questions. Also, for any reason, if you guys have uh, have anybody that you want me to interview, all right, if there's there's Canadian comedians or anything like that that you might be uh, interested in, in having me talk to, let me know, too. It's not so much that you guys have to do these things, but just a reminder that, uh, you know, my my goal at the end of the day is to make something that's entertaining for you guys. So if you'd rather hear me talk about something or if you'd rather hear me talk to someone, uh, you know, then then by all means. And like I said, I'm, I'm very open to the idea of activities. I'm loving the stuff that uh, that Mark sends in about the beer can burgers and, you know, some of the, the walks and, and the visiting with wolves and sheep outfits. I don't know if you've done that yet. I saw, Mark, you sent me the picture of the you and the sheep outfit, but I don't know if you've actually done your wolf encounter yet. So I'm very excited to hear about that if you have. In fact, you know, guys, keep sending me pictures of uh, of you drinking Summersby. I'm loving it. Uh, the Summersby team are, are loving how involved, you know, involved and invested and, and interested you guys are in that. So thank you so much for, for making me look good with them. I do appreciate that. Um, and yeah, so uh, that's that's about it, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the One Man Podcast, episode number 12. We just keep chugging along. And uh, and it's really it really is a pleasure. I'm starting more and more every week, guys, to look forward to to chatting with you. So uh, let's. Uh, I hope to have a fun story for you when I come back from Wonderland. And until then, you guys have fun. We'll talk to you soon.